0: Blog Talk
1: Radio.
2: All
3: righty, guys. Welcome to the September 20th edition of Rubber Guard Radio. I'm your host, KZ. Uh, and this show is brought to you by our sponsor, WrestleWarehouse.com. You can get Lucha Masks, wrestling DVDs, uh, SoCal Pro Wrestling DVDs from San Diego. I highly recommend any show from this year. Adam Pierce has been tearing shit up down there uh, when not working for Ring of Honor. Um, also, uh, we just released a two disc shoot interview with the Ballard Brothers, which was. Uh, mm. The about two and a half hours of interview and the second disc is a bunch of their matches from uh, SoCal Pro in San Diego and cool. the other shoot interview was conducted with Mr. Mike Modest. I sat down for two hours and forty five minutes under the learning tree with Mike. Um, unbelievable is all I have to say. Unbelievable and this show is dedicated to the mask of Blue Panther. Uh Blue Panther last night in Mexico City lost his mask to uh Ooh. Biano five. So that that Ooh. sucks. I, I really love Blue Panther. He is so fun.
0: Uh,
3: he's uh I've said it before he's the Mexican demolenco, But
0: alright, I have on the line.
3: Northern California. Well hell, West Coast uh superstar, Mr. Steve Rosano. Welcome to the show, Steve O. How you doing, brother?
2: yeah, I am doing really good, K Z. Uh how are things on your end? Uh I would really love to get a hold of that Ballad Brothers interview, also Mike's interview, too. But it uh, sounds like some good stuff, some good stuff.
3: You know, Mike is just, mm. you know Mike, he's a storyteller. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and he's in that in he is. in and out of yeah. the ring, and just a, a truly amazing guy.
0: Yeah, um,
2: I mean, he trained me, so mm. he trained me, that's for sure. There you go
3: there you so, uh, go what's going what's going on with you steve
2: oh i'm just uh taking care of myself uh in and out of physical therapy uh just this wednesday i had a minor uh spine surgery in the lumbars uh they had a injected uh about a pint <laughs> a gallon of uh steroids and painkillers into my spine into this little baggy thing they put up there and it what it does is like an iv inside your body and it slowly leaks uh, medicine into your back and into the painful areas in your body for 2 or 3 months so that uh you're not in excruciating pain all the time when uh you're you're out, you know know out, 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 my medicine isn't working or whatever i'm taking so uh it's working real well doing good just bought a motorcycle for uh therapy <laughs> when you're on a bike, you don't think about anything else, and uh, it's quite a rush, quite a rush, and uh, sorry to hear about Blue Panther, uh, that man, that guy could work with the broomstick, you know?
3: Yeah, no doubt, but you know, he is getting up there in age, too, so I think, you know, oh, yeah. I think that it's, you know, he's about to hang it up,
4: you know. He's yeah, like who did he put over, What? who Who? did he work with last night?
3: The Arno 5 of all people. I don't recognize him. I probably recognize him if I saw
2: him, but I don't recognize the name right now. But that's quite a torch. That's like uh, the Mexican version of, uh, you know, Andre passing the torch to Hulk kind of deal, you
3: know. Yeah. Well, the thing is, both of them are are rather up there in age, so it was, you know, pretty much a coin flip on who would win. uh, But, yeah, I can't wait to get that pay-per-view in. That's going to be fun. So um, how did you originally hurt your back, or was it just wear and tear? It was just wear and tear, you know, in the
2: early, early 90s, uh, on the road with APW and then around, I don't know, you would probably know this more than me. I, I left APW, what, somewhere between 96 and 98 and, uh, went, went on the road up into the Northwest with the Oregon promotions and, and, the the Coforys and, uh, you know, the old, uh, the Piper territories and, the, current Territories, God rest his soul. And, uh, and then from there it went on to Canada, working for ECCW. Um, and, you know, every night was a death match, every night. It was this cage match, every night. And, you know, I just, uh, and those were the days when I was still using uh, uh, alcohol. You know, I am an alcoholic, and I haven't had a drink in almost 10 years. So, uh, but, you know, the alcohol plus the hardcore bombs, and, uh, you know, doing lucha flips out of the ring, onto the cement, and and, and XPW, and, uh, you know, all that. And I used to have uh betting contests, bumping contests with uh, Chris Hamrick. We would always see, we would have 20, 30, you know, $100 best on who did the nastiest, sickest bump of the night. And, uh, you know, out of 10, I think he won about seven times.
3: Well, Hamrick <laughs> was, uh, I've seen him bump. He's crazy
2: and uh and uh I'm just playing stupid when I used to bump, so <laughs> and uh so, you know, the two of us together we were back and forth, you know, he'd win, then he'd win again and then you know on and on. So he yeah, I was wear and tear. You know, physical and, and and you know, uh the alcohol for years didn't uh help, you know, until I got sober in ninety nine, so <clears throat> But yeah, and, you know, and a whole bunch of other things too. You know, I had—I just had knee surgery a few months ago. My left knee has been replaced, and they're going to do my shoulder next, and they want to do my neck next, next, and my foot, and uh, my thumb, and on and on and on. Yada yada
3: yada. Okay, I have a Skype caller on the line. Who am I speaking with, Skype caller?
4: Hi, this is Jonathan Barber. How you doing?
3: Hey Johnny, how you doing, brother? I'm doing all right.
4: I know that name. Uh, <laughs> you know that name, huh? <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome.
2: So well, Johnson, you told on, me uh it's... you were on the road today.
4: I am on the road, yes. Yeah. Where I am are you uh, going? in the Midwest right now for some shows. Oh true. First to... time I've been out in uh in the Midwest, so yeah, it should be interesting. We'll see.
2: Johnson might get John his He might get his uh very first uh refereeing match tonight. His very first—he's breaking in tonight. Maybe. So hey, you're losing
3: see. your cherry. Tremendous. <laughs> I was
2: just gonna say
0: that. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Cherry. Oh.
3: Hopefully it's not a New Jack match.
4: Yeah, hopefully not. That'd be uh, pretty scary. If it was, if, it would, would, like if it would, you us. would lose your cherry. <laughs> I think Rosano's pretty comfortable around New Jack, but I'm sure it's hell not. <laughs> he did.
2: Yeah, but he he just like he likes to bump the reps every now and then. Don't be nervous.
4: Well, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, right. It was it's hard. <laughs> so, uh,
3: John, what what company are you working for? That's uh, your car. Oh, really? Awesome. Awesome. That's cool. Who's oh, in that? That's the uh, Mike Quackenbush, a uh, bunch of their students. Mm. Uh, it's good stuff. It's it's you. John, try try to explain the concept of Chikara to to Steve.
4: Uh, well, we're, we're based a lot on, uh, you know, it's very different from any other company. You know, they got characters, they got like ants who wrestle, they got uh, Egyptian pharaohs, they got video game characters. So it's a whole lot different than uh, oh. anything you've seen. I don't really know what I could really compare it to. You know, it's like so, a pretty
2: '80s work. concept mixed in with new style wrestling.
4: Yeah, exactly.
3: It works, too, it, it, it's a lot of lucha based too, but it, uh, you you can't really explain it. You just have to show someone. But uh, right. yeah, it's it's really fun. It's one of the few products I actually still follow. So it's really, really? good stuff. And um, I have to throw props out to uh, Dr. Keith Lipinski, who is promoting today's show uh, for Sh- for Chicago up there in the Chicagoland area. So uh, congratulations to Doc. Um, I knew Doc was trying to get into the promoting side of things and. Um, doctor, that is that just gimmick, or is he uh, uh, is he a real doctor? He's not a doctor, I don't think. He's a bartender <laughs> by trade, but so I guess he could be considered a okay. doctor. Bartenders make Money. Yeah. Hello. Uh, yes, yes, we're here. Um, okay. So, so how'd you get this gig, John?
4: I mean, you know what happened? Oh, I've been training with. Uh, the car I met Mike uh, you know a while back so we just kept in touch and kind of went from there
2: tell them who's been training you off and on everybody who's been lending a hand here and there
4: uh, Claudio and Mike mainly Claudio and Mike
3: yeah you and, uh, hands. you're in very Marissa good hands. <clears throat> let me see so you're you're doing your first rep gig when are you going to break into? I don't, I don't know, know
4: about that working. I, I don't know about that it may be
3: so okay, my question is how long have you been training at the Chicago Wrestle Factory?
4: Uh about like a year now.
3: A year? Wow.
4: Yeah. <clears throat> cool.
3: So are you gonna be the next creator wrestler?
4: <clears throat> oh possibly. They uh they got in they got ultimate Breakfast now. He's taking that gig but uh we'll see.
2: Hey, you know, Man. look at look at uh 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 Matt Heisen who's also known as uh uh, uh dudley um uh i'm going blank what's his re- his work name spike dudley spike dudley he all he wanted to do was be a ref and then he changed it and he wanted to be a manager when he was with a p w and and you know mobvis kept pushing him and Roland kept pushing him and 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 uh, i kept pushing i said you can do it man you can, you're a good athlete and you know look where he is you know all you got to do is try
3: so, I you know never you know, know John Steve, Steve I'm really surprised that that Spike Matt is still walking. You know yeah like, was a, well it's it's physics scene.
2: it's his size. You know if he was 250 and 260 like me, uh, he wouldn't be walking right now like me.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, you know I'm in a wheelchair myself so uh, it's his size he's 100 he's a buck 50. Buck forty, uh, buck fifty soaking wet, and, uh, you know, that's not an insult because the guy can, you know, he can work circles around me, and to this day, uh, he's still three or four or five of the best matches I've ever had in my life, uh, easily mm-hmm. in the top five, so, uh, you know, legendary okay. matches we had in APW, so, so yeah, okay. but this is size saving him his body.
3: Were, were were there house show matches at, at a high school?
2: Both yeah, yeah, yeah. That were just uh house shows and uh uh and just everything, you know. T V tapings, um,
3: whatever, you know. So Yeah, Spike was just a a machine, you know. He's still
4: in TNA.
2: He still no, is, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's doing some kind of like punk rocker or gimmick or something. I can't remember. Yeah, Brother Runt. Oh, is that what it is? Uh, yeah,
3: Brother he just Runt. opened a he just opened a That's school. Cool. Yeah, up in the Northeast. So Spike, did, uh, Matt did really? Yeah.
2: Uh huh. Oh, yeah. good for him. That'll be a good school because he's really really smart. Um, you know, from his gimmicks and stuff nobody everyone thinks he's kinda whatever, but he's very smart. he used to be a teacher he taught third graders uh and and then in school he taught high school math and english and and then in college his major was uh historical english and uh you know you could see it on the on the beyond the mat tapes when he's being interviewed he talks about it you know, his quote is uh, uh some Shakespearean. He studied Shakespeare, yeah, so he's very smart, very smart guy.
3: So Steve, tell me, who yes. is your favorite who is your favorite opponent?
2: Oh boy. Um
3: or right, you know what, let me reword that. Your your favorite APW opponent. <laughs> um
2: I never went one-on-one with Modest. I don't remember. And if we did, I think it was Jim Moore's. Um, so, but I, you guys, I had some yeah, really... You
3: guys, you guys were partners, and then, you know... Um, yeah, we, we had the strap the
0: players, so. twice,
2: and then I had the strap with Tony Jones twice. and uh, But uh did a lot of tag matches with Modest. Um, one of my favorite matches was... Uh, we went up against uh, Matt Heisen and Robert Thompson, the Brown Bomber, and I think we still have a record at Jim Wars. We went 60, 68 minutes in a tag match, and, uh, and uh, it was all up and down, Japanese finishes, bam, 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 and uh, it was a real good match. Those were my favorite matches. Um, one-on-one with Spike Dudley, my favorite. Um uh, Aaron O'Grady, God rest his soul. We have some great matches actually in the South. We had a really good match when we were on the road with Manny Fernandez and Frank Dalton and stuff. And uh God, uh, you know, it just the list is long. Um Robert Thompson, though, is probably my best best matches uh I've ever had in A P. W. Uh even Dave Meltzer uh, wrote it up on our one of our first Jim Wars, and he said it, that he thought it was a five star match, and it was at that time ECW had their very first pay per view, and he said it was better, that the match was better than anything he saw on the pay per view, which I consider a real nice flattery, and uh, I've always gotten along with Dave, so I don't know, whatever. But so uh, um, probably probably um, Robert Brown Palmer is my favorite Blummer. matches.
3: you know he's still going and he's still training at the school. He's yeah, well he retired trainer.
2: but I don't know. Everyone retires and comes back, so I don't know.
3: Well, you know, the thing is Bomber couldn't leave his family and that, that was a shame because the you know, the the nation should yeah. have seen his talent. Yeah, he had
2: know. Taz at the time Taz yeah. was recruiting for E C W, they wanted him. They wanted, they wanted him, to, him
3: to be to, be a gangster to replace Mustafa.
2: Wow, or Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, he would have done a good job too. Yeah.
3: Well, because you have New Jack the Brawler, and then you'd have a, yeah. a Bomber the Worker, you know, to carry. Yeah, him he
2: would load. have yeah, the technician, the technician. Yeah. Definitely. Uh,
3: how
5: about But your i got to condemn.
2: I've always always condemned him, even behind closed doors. I've always told him. I always held high respect for him, you know, and uh, for for putting family first, you know, a lot, not, not a lot of guys did that, it's, you know, like me and Edward, a lot of guys, they sacrificed everything they had and left everybody you know, on the thing to get as high as they could, you know, and that's what you got to do if you, if you want to make it, you know, so, and okay. he didn't.
3: So, how about your, your time up there in uh, Oregon, who were some of your favorite uh, people to work with? Hmm...
2: Um,
3: God, it's so many matches. Um,
2: had some good matches. Uh, with, um, uh, well, we so, we put a lot of asses in the seats. Brian uh, Brian Cox. Um, he's uh, was my best friend, and he uh, his heart gave out in I think '03 or '04, and uh, we had some legendary matches. Um, Tony Casina, We had some real good matches there, really and, in, and in, yeah, and there, and in, uh' because in and, and in Canada too. Um, who else? They brought in some guys. I wrestled Kurrigan. You remember Kurrigan from the Oh yeah, the Circus okay. Freak thing they did in WWF. I did. And uh, I took a backdrop from him.
0: <laughs>
2: so that was about uh, I don't know 18 feet in the air. Because he's about six foot seven, and uh, when I called backdrop, the whole locker room went, "What?"
3: <laughs>
2: so uh, that was fun. It took me a while to come down, but it was fun.
3: <laughs> now, have have you ever been in the ring with either Brian Alvarez or Buddy Wayne?
2: I was just thinking of hey, him. I couldn't think of his name. Thank you, Buddy Wayne. Yeah, um, I had uh, uh, a run in on him and one quick match. Uh, it was a uh, part of an angle too long to get into, but um, I just he just squashed me in like 30 sec or one minute. We did like one spot, you know. But he is so easy to work with. You can't even feel him, you know. So an unbelievable worker. If you've ever seen it, oh, you yeah. know he's 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 the Mike Modest of the Northwest, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. You know they have the same size, same build. He's a lot shorter though. And uh, the guy clearly should have a contract. You know, there's no reason why he doesn't. He knows everybody in New York. But, yeah, Buddy Wayne. And uh, I never got a chance to work with Brian. I've always wanted to. But
3: too late. (laughs) Well, for for those that are listening and and you're anywhere in the Northwest area and you want to get trained, BuddyWayne.net. Mr. Wayne has a wrestling school outside of Seattle. Um, Yeah. He's sent one kid already to Ohio Valley, and mm-hmm. he has another kid that's working all over the Northwest. So, yeah. um, you know, and also somebody's getting
2: ready to go to Japan, I think too. I'm <laughs> not sure.
3: But that's that's good for Buddy. He's a he's a hell of a worker, hell of a trainer, and hell of a nice guy. Yeah, uh, I love funny as buddy. hell too. Oh god, he's <clears throat> funny. Yeah, he's always got a good story. hmm <laughs> So let's uh, let's. Uh, Run back to uh, XPW. Mm. Uh, who, who, were, who were some of the guys that, that you just had, you know, knock down, drag out, you know, really good matches with? Um, uh, kid uh, um, Chaos. What? Chaos.
2: Yeah, Chaos. We had some unbelievable matches. Um, we had a really good match. I thought it was a pretty good match. And How um, about
3: someone who's not signed. Talk about someone yeah.
2: who's not signed. You know? Um, he uh not knowing anybody, um little bit of he has a little bit of green, um and, and some of his technical wrestling. it's not you know but uh I don't know, I don't know. Um it's a long story. But uh you know, when when, when you know when uh Dynamite D died, a lot of people in that company Kind of just gave up on life for a good month or so. Everybody went downhill. The company went downhill. And just things just stopped in mid time, you know. And it just it just froze everybody. Everybody couldn't believe it. So, um, but, and that's another one. Dynamite D is one of my best, one of the best matches. Um, Hoover to a Guerrero, unbelievable match we had. Um, it was. I was told it was really good. I thought it sucked, but you know everyone thinks they suck, right? So
4: they put it on their uh, uh, best wrestling DVD. We wrestle, so it couldn't have been that bad. What? They put it on one of their DVDs, the best of DVDs, so it couldn't have been that bad. Oh yeah, the
2: best of we, we wrestle. wrestle. Yeah. And uh, that's wrestle. all. That's a DVD where all the matches are technical wrestling, you know, exchanging holes and locks and stuff like that. No, no, ble- no, 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 nobody's bleeding, no, uh, hardcore, nobody on the mic. Um, and, um, actually in the movie match, I had, uh, Playboy Buddy Rose managing me, which I learned a lot from him, so.
3: How can you uh, not? I mean, Buddy's. Yeah, how can you
2: not? Yeah. Uh, somebody
3: else, uh, let me think, XP, uh. um.
0: Oh,
1: go. Well, yeah. I mean,
2: I've wrestled him a thousand times. Um, Joe. We trained like together. A
3: scary guy. Talk about yeah. a scary guy. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. monster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: And very stiff, very stiff. I think he took a good two months off of my career every time I wrestled him.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, but... Uh, uh, only one. Some of the, you know, over the border, uh, Halloween and Damian Six Six Six. I wrestled those guys. Uh, man, I could barely keep up with them. Uh, very good, good workers, you know. So, still said you
4: loved strong, working with dude. Hamrick. That one time you did the battle royal with uh, Chris Hamrick.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I, I never got a chance to work one on one with them. I just took. He did that dive. He did a. Uh, somebody sat on the top turnbuckle and he climbed up on their shoulders and jumped up and did a, a flying leg drop on me and I didn't feel a thing. And, uh, you know, Chris is just unbelievable. He's like a, a Benoit mixed with, uh, um, you know, mixed in there with a Kurt, H- Kurt Hennig, you know. So, but uh, I could think of some more guys, but I can't. run are not right off the top of my head. I can just picture faces and her names, but cool. anyway. All
3: right, guys. Um, we're going to wrap up this segment. I have a bunch of other guests coming on. We've got a busy day today. Mr. Rosano, thank you for coming on. It's always good to hear from you, Steve.
2: Thank you very much. Uh, it's been my pleasure, and anybody out there who wants to interview me, it will cost you $600 and a plane ticket. No, I'm kidding. Um, just, you know. Dial me up. I I have a thing on the website or something. Uh, what is it, Jonathan?
4: It's myspace.com my slash Steve. MySpace yeah.
2: That there it is so you can do um, that and uh, and I'll check it or Jonathan will probably get it and get back yeah, to okay, me. Steve. And uh I'll do any interview uh look so awesome. Thanks a lot. Thanks for uh time, Steve it's-
3: it was it was my pleasure having you on again, brother. Going down memory lane. Um, hey, me anytime you one. want. Let me do this one for you, John. This one's nice and easy. ChakaraPro. dot com. dot com. dot com. Thanks, kid, zombie. All right, brothers. All right, thanks, kid.
2: Johnson. Good luck tonight. And where? Time and place. When and where? Streamwood, oh, Illinois. So
3: yeah.
5: Okay. Illinois. Good luck. Thanks a lot, kid. Guys. All right.
3: right bye bye. Weekend. John, take care, brother. Okay, that was uh, <clears throat> West Coast worker Steve Rosano and Jonathan Barber, who is training at the Chikara Pro Wrestle Factory. He's uh, preparing to break into the business. Um, <clears throat> okay, let's go to uh, an email here. I, I have an email that I'd, I'd like to read you guys. Last night, the... Um, CMLL uh, ran a pay-per-view at the Arena Mexico. It's the 75th anniversary show of CMLL. Can you believe that? 75 years in business. Insane. The opener, Los Perros del Mal, Mr. Aguila, Damian 666, and Eo Del Tejano defeated Alex Kozlov, Maximo, the gay gladiator, and La Sombra. And in the next match, La Trinidad, <laughs> The Triangle of Terror. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. Uh, Averno, Efesto, and Mephisto defeated Io del Fantasma, La Mascara, and Valador Jr., which looks to be a a really good lucha six-man. A lot of good workers in that one. Um, And the next match, uh, Dos Caras Jr., Hector Garza, and Marco Carleone defeated La Pesta Negra, Heavy Metal, Io de Lismark, and Mr. Niebla. And in the next match, which was one I'm looking forward to watching, uh, Dr. Wagner Jr. defeated L.A. Park by DQ when Park attacked the referee, Baby Richard. Uh, and in the semifinal, Team TNA, Sonjay Dutt, Chris Sabin, and Alex Shelley were defeated by the CMLL Trio titles. Champions atlantis Negro Casas and Ultimo Guerrero. Uh, that's got to be fun. Um, just, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that they continue to build with Ultimo Guerrero and Alex Shelley for a hair match down the road. Um, yeah, that's what they've been building, too. So we have, uh, in the main event, like I mentioned earlier, um, Mascara Contra, Mascara, Mask versus Mask, Viano for with Pero Jr. in his corner, defeated Blue Panther with Mystico in his corner. The first fall ended in a DQ when uh, Pero Jr. got involved. The second fall ended in a DQ when Blue Panther ripped off Viano 5's mask. Uh, and the third fall ended in a pinfall as Viano 5 countered a Fujiwara armbar. Blue Panther unmasked as Janeiro vasquez Navarez, 48 years old, from gomez Palacio, Durango with 30 years' experience. Man, Blue Panther lost his mask. And at 48, I don't know if he's going to retire. You know, that's a that's a really good question. Um, are they, is he going to retire? We don't know. Um, we're, doing, we're waiting for our next caller to call in. <clears throat> Let's get to the... Uh, There's an upcoming show tonight in Philadelphia at the New Alhambra. Uh, Brian Danielson will be defending the NOAH GHC Jr. title against Katsuhiko Nakajima, which should be an awesome match. Um, Possible title change here. Uh, Nigel McGuinness defending the ROH title against El Generico. And in what looks to be a very fun match, uh, Kensuke Sasaki against Claudio Castagnoli, which should be fun. All kinds of fun. Um, In a cage match, Austin Aries and the Briscoes take on Jimmy Jacobs, Tyler Black, and Delirious. And the match that I'm looking forward to, Brent Albright defending the NWA World Heavyweight title against the friend of the show, Scrap Iron, Adam Pearce. Um, This should be a really fun show. And let's see. Let's get back. To, well, we'll run down some of yesterday's news. Um, Melcher and Alvarez have not posted today's uh, today's update. But let's see. Uh, ch- ch- WrestleMania tickets will go on sale to the public November 8th at 10 p.m. Central Time. Wow. WrestleMania. Already. There's already the buzz for Mania in uh, Houston. I may have to head out there. Go visit my younger brother. Um... See Ultimate Fight Night from this past Wednesday did a 1.4 rating. Um, And Ultimate Fighter 8 debut episode was 1.2, which is pretty good. Um, That was a fun show. Uh, The Ultimate Fighter debut series, or not, the debut of this season was really fun stuff. Uh, Really good. while we're waiting for our next caller to call in. Uh, UFC 90 in Chicago, October 26th, headlined by Anderson Silva and Patrick Cote. We have Thiago Alves against Diego Sanchez. Boo! Talas Leites versus Goran Relic. Fabricio Werdum against Junior Dos Santos. Tyson Griffin against Sean Shirk. Oh, Oh boy, that's 155 pound money. I mean, those two uh, very fast paced wrestling based guys are going to tear it up. That's going to be a fun fight, boy. We have Rich Clemeni against Gray Maynard. Spencer Fisher against Shannon Gugarty. Ricardo Almeida against Matt Orwich. Whoa, it should be fun. Uh, another one here Marcus Aurelio against Hermes Franca. Wow, this is a really good show. Josh Berkman against Pete Sell. Hmm. It's going to be good stuff. Okay, let's see. Excuse me. Oh, wow. Squire Dave Taylor is available for seminars, wrestling bookings, autograph appearances. I'm going to have to try to get him on. Um, you can you can book Mr. Taylor through Bill Barron's uh, at showbiz s h o w b i s at aol.com. Um, David Taylor is uh, working against Tracy Smothers in the opening round of the IWA Mid South Petty Invitational this year, which is coming up in a couple weeks. It should be should be really fun. Um, well let's uh let's plug Ricky O's NWA pro show. Uh it's in Manville, New Jersey at the VFW Hall on Saturday, October eleventh with Conan, Romeo Roselli, Raven, Kevin Sullivan and more. Um well you should have more uh more of a lineup uh closer to the um the event. Um oh, let's see. That's about it for that news. Uh, let's see. We are awaiting callers to call in here. Well, those that are listening, um, if you want to call in and, and talk about pretty much anything, give me a buzz. 347-215-7946. Um, if you've got something on your mind, um, sports-related, wrestling, MMA, football, uh, music, movies, whatever, uh, give me a buzz, and we'll um, you know we'll discuss things. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to play a song real quick. We'll be back in a couple minutes.
0: Just lost my mind
3: music time today on the show um, in between guests uh, if you're on hold I will be right with you I'm violating the wellness policy but um, <clears throat> yeah I should be upstairs in a few minutes um, Yeah, yesterday I was watching um, WCW Wrestle War 91 uh, from Phoenix um, that had the big uh, rematch from the Tokyo Dome with uh, Va- uh, Big Van Vader and Stan Hansen where well, they went to a double count out that was a big letdown. Um, they, for some reason, you know, they were just, you know, doing their thing, and then they were brawling outside, and that was it. Double count out, and it was kind of weak. I guess it was maybe a political thing or something, but plus it would be really hard to top that match they had at the Tokyo Dome, the one where uh, Vader's eye popped out. But yeah, that was that was a great match too. Um, match of Year candidate. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that show uh, it was solid. It had a Really good Brad Armstrong, Bobby Eaton match. That was a solid singles match <clears throat> where they were, you know, starting to put the put the push behind Bobby as a singles worker, and that was really good. And of course, you know, the main event, the War Games, which uh, with a uh, Sting and the Steiner Brothers and Brian Pillman against uh, Sid Vicious. Uh, Barry Windham and Ric Flair, the Horseman, and uh, Larry Zbyszko, who took the place of the injured Arn Anderson, <clears throat> in a really good match. Uh, they attacked Pillman the day before, um, power bombs and stuff, and really screwed up his shoulder. And, and then uh, it was a really good match. Told totally a great story. Um, you know, the finish was was pretty good too, where. uh power powerbombed uh, Flying Brian twice on that bad shoulder and El Higante El ripped open the door and carried out his little friend um, i like to finish though Uh was really good it kept everybody strong with the exception of Pillman but Pillman got hurt the day before or you know injured and <clears throat> kept with the storyline and you know it built up to uh, Sid Vicious and uh El Gigante in that that uh <clears throat> that uh stretcher match or whatever, and that's it didn't show because he went to New York, but it was a solid show from top to bottom, um, really good stuff. Uh, Freebirds were Freebirds were Doom for the NWA Tag Titles. Doom was a damn good team too. Rod, Sim- no no pun intended, you know Ron Simmons, damn. Ron Simmons and the read were really good with the masks or without, you know, it doesn't matter they were just powerhouses their series with the Steiners was amazing too uh, just really good tag work um, <clears throat> let's see, I got on 24-7 uh, today, Legends Roundtable The Factions um, this has Mick Foley and Ric Flair on it, <laughs> so I can, I'm, you know, this is probably Ric Flair's, you know, final uh, TV appearance for WWE. So, uh, yeah, that looks to be good. Um, should be fun. Those legend roundtables are always fun stuff. Um, if you're if you're waiting on hold, I'm on my way into the apartment and I will patch you in momentarily. <clears throat> well, let's uh, plug our sponsors once again. Um, What can I say? Check it out. Buy the shoots. You buy the shoots. We'll conduct more. It's simple. Uh, let's get to the board here. Have anybody on hold? Okay. Caller from the 916. Who am I speaking with?
5: Another uh, trucking Otis.
3: Hey, how you doing, Otis?
5: All right, all right. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me.
3: Uh, I do have a question. Did you work the big-time show
5: last night? I sure did. Sure did. Yes, that was sir. a good show. A lot of fun. Who'd, who'd you work? I uh, uh, went up against Top Sing Lee.
3: Oh, he's always fun. That guy's
5: yeah. just goofy. Goofy and uh, sneaky, but uh, I was able to get a win in on him. Cool. He worked my knee over pretty good, though. <laughs> cool. Were you, uh,
3: were you able to watch any of the other matches?
5: Uh, I, got, I got to watch a couple of them. Uh, I, was, um, uh, I got distracted a few times, but uh, uh, matches were solid up and down from what I saw. Uh, got to see uh, some Mike Modest take on Puma. Uh, I didn't see who, who came out on top on that. Um, Jason Stiles snuck in a win on uh, Curry Man. As, uh, that, was, that was a fun match to watch
3: it was curry man yeah oh damn it yeah should have went last night <laughs> yeah damn i was it. i was actually
5: uh i was i was a little excited to to see him live yeah oh man yeah that's good stuff um
3: i and also i wanted to uh did oliver john work uh one of the ballards
5: no no uh the ballards were in a mixed uh, uh that was uh, that was the last show i think it was um, right. Uh, they last... were
3: supposed to bring it back because they did it like a double Yeah.
5: Panel. Oh no. Last night they did a mi- mixed tag, um, and I always get the two guys confused. So. <laughs> uh, the light one or
3: the dark one? Uh,
5: you know what? I I I, <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> but uh, uh, one of them was tagging with Melissa Cope, and then um, the other one was uh, tagging with uh, Davina Rose, Who who is uh, making her debut pro debut. Um, i think she's uh training out there at b t w but that's uh, cool how and did they was, draw Pardon me
3: how did they draw did they uh, it, it was solid
5: again? it was solid i mean it wasn't i mean it was uh it was packed um you know and and, and they were the, the crowd was real hot you know lots of noise
3: well <laughs> uh, it's it's amazing that kirk kirk white can come back every other month and just you know, feel that building, and he's been you know, doing I'll it I'll tell for, you what. Forever. You know,
5: um, you know, for for I've been doing this for seven years, and you know, when I first started, it always you know it was, it's hard for me to get out to the Bay Area. It was always hard to get out, for me to get out to the Bay Area, and then when I finally got the opportunity to wrestle out there, I was amazed at at the the, the draw, of the crowd, and how how great of a crowd it is out there. I mean, they they get it and they have a good time, and and it just it makes it all that much more fun
3: yeah the the it's in uh march March first for the fan fest there when when I first met you, I had some friends up there uh from San Diego that came up and they were vendors and we stayed for the show after the fan fest yeah and they were just amazed how easy the crowd was, yeah you know um and one of my friends that was with me is a worker and the other owns a company in san diego and he okay. was like dude i wish I wish I could have a crowd like this yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, you you can do pretty much anything, and they'll be you know happy with it, and <clears throat> it's amazing because it's it's different than the crowd you get you know at the bigger arenas for the WWE, mm-hmm. and it's I've I've been to many other indies out here, and the yeah. crowd's
5: different, and it, it really is. It's all going back. Yeah, it, it which is nice, you know, um, because they they're they appreciate the heart, you know. You know, we, you know, we're busting our humps in there, and and you know, there's there's crowds that you know, you know, they're they're smart to everything, and 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 they they just don't, you know, they're like, oh, you could you should have done this, should have done this. Whereas that BTW crowd, I mean, you know, they 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 appreciate every little thing you do, and um, you know, last night I had a couple a couple of fans come up to me. One guy, he, he he saw me wrestle like a couple years ago out in Pleasant Hill for uh, WCWA when I was uh, doing a different gimmick. And and I he remembered all that. And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, uh, those those are amazing fans right there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So um, are you on the road today? Are you working tonight? Yeah, I'll be working tonight down in Newman, California, uh, out there by Patterson, down I-5 there, uh, for California Championship Wrestling. Uh, I don't I don't know who I'm working tonight, but uh, I know Vinny Massaro will be there, Virgil Flynn, Big Ugly JD Bishop, um, the Channel Surfers, a few other guys will be working out there. It'll be a good show. <laughs> usually is. I know they're taping. They're working on uh, some uh, direct or uh, uh, the Comcast uh, on demand yeah. on demand deal. Yeah. So that's always that's a lot of fun down there.
3: Well, there's a guy that doesn't get the respect that he deserves and that's big ugly JD Bishop.
5: Uh you know, actually he he he's he trained me. Um oh, and, really? Yes, yes. Uh I, I started I, I trained at SPW Supreme Pro Wrestling um, Sacramento uh and uh you know, his knowledge of the business his knowledge of wrestling um it was really amazing, and 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 people don't get it because he got this reputation early on as a hardcore, you know, garbage wrestler. And really, this guy, his his knowledge of technical wrestling is is like out of just mind blowing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um,
3: yeah. Uh, yeah, he can he can do pretty much anything. I've I've seen him do the Japanese stuff with, uh, yeah. you know, with modest and yes. you know, um, and I've seen him do comedy a bunch of different stuff and he's just solid all around. Yeah. You know, it it, it kind of stinks that he doesn't come down to the Bay Area more often.
5: Well, uh, I know for him <laughs> right now it's 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 actually a matter of time. Uh, you yeah, it's like he uh he you know, he can't, you know, with, uh, he has other commitments, but um and and some of it is politics and and some of it is just, you know, <laughs> yeah, just how the business works. <laughs> mhm.
3: Awesome. Awesome. Well I, I'm not gonna take up too much of your time. Thanks for checking in Otis it and we'll have to have you on again. Oh um, anytime. if anybody if anybody wants to contact you or you know, as a promoter and like to book you, how could they go about doing that?
5: Uh you could either get me on MySpace, uh you know, MySpace dot com slash mother trucking Otis or um I actually that's I'll just say that's the best way. Awesome. Uh, uh and uh, uh I'm usually on I I check once a day so at least <laughs> cool.
3: Yes, if if you're if you're running a uh a kid-friendly show, you need to book Otis on your show. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Is uh he's over with the kids.
5: Well, I appreciate To say that. the least. Well, Casey, thank you for uh having me on, man.
3: Not a problem, brother. It's always always nice to have a, you know, a a class act on the on the on the show.
5: Well, oh, thank, thank you for the compliment. I, I'm looking forward to seeing you at the next, you know, whatever show I see you at. All right.
3: Awesome, brother. Have a have a safe evening and and a safe drive out there to Newman. All
5: right. Thank you. You have a good show tonight. All
3: okay. right, brother. Bye. Hey, that was uh, Mother Truck and Otis. Um, let's uh, let's say he would be a cross between a hillbilly and a trucker, but good basic worker, uh, very fun, family friendly um speaking of family friendly i have on the line mid atlantic based independent worker mr chris escobar chris welcome to the show brother how you doing
6: i'm doing all right man how are you
3: oh fine and dandy uh the last time we had you on you uh you were putting together a a charity type of thing for for i think it was make a wish um how is uh how is that thing coming along
6: so far, so good, man. I've got a lot of people interested in it. Um, right now, we're working on a uh, a whole weekend deal called Operation Save 09. It's going to be down in Elizabethtown, North Carolina, where I broke my leg. Um, it's going to be a whole weekend. They're trying to get you know the Carolina Panthers to come in, um, a couple of the old legends to come in, um, a few of the bands that are based out of Raleigh and got their start in Raleigh, North Carolina, because it's in that kind of area. Um, to come in and they're, they're trying to have our wrestling show, you know, we'll go to the hospital and spend some time with the kids in the hospital. I think Saturday, Saturday morning, then we do our event Saturday afternoon. And then I think they roll right into a meet and greet with some of the legends and then a concert. And, um, that looks like it's probably going to be our first deal with some, unless something else pops up between now and then. And that's the beginning of next year.
3: Cool. Sounds good. So, uh, how's the leg brother?
6: Man, I'm actually sitting here at the gym right now. Um, I'm, I'm actually able to start rehabbing now. I'm about to get in the pool and you know, get on the bikes and stuff. I'm out of the cast. I'm in a walking boot. Um, so I mean, I was supposed to be in the cast for three months, and I got out in seven weeks. So I mean, it's going faster than expected. So I'm not complaining.
3: Awesome. Now, now let's let's uh, let's run this by me again. How did you break your leg again?
6: A moonsault to the outside of the ring and. Uh, First of all, the guy that I was wrestling was uh, about as tall as the guardrail, so he went to go catch me. My, flinch, my shin slammed onto the guardrail, man. It sounded like a shotgun going off. Broke both of the bones right in half. Man. That's... Yeah. Simple, simple war. I'm not going to say it's a simple spot, but it's a spot I've done, you know, 100 times since I was freaking 15 years old. Never, ever, ever hurt myself doing it, man. Just this one time, shin slammed right on the guardrail, man. Broke it right in half.
3: Damn. Do you wear kick pads?
6: Yeah, I wear kick pads. I wear boots oh, wow. underneath that. I mean,
3: Ooh, yeah, I thought I was through?
6: protected. <laughs> Damn. You know, but I hit it pretty hard, I guess. I mean, I've got it on tape. I've yet to get it online, but I've got it on tape, and I'm telling you, it sounds like a shotgun going off, man. Mm-mm. It does. I'm, I'm still around. I still, I'm still at the shows. I'm still an active... Uh, Participant in the shows next weekend. We're down in uh, Myrtle Beach, North or South Carolina, at the Palms Hotel. Power Pro Wrestling's got a double shot in the Palms. Kind of looking forward to that. It's been a while since I've wrestled in a hotel.
3: Who's on the card? Let's let's break. Oh it. man,
6: uh, Daniel Wayne, Dick Foley. Um, I think uh, he's using Chris Hammerick. Um, I know he uses Champagne. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not. Besides those guys, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I know he rotates guys in and out, but I'm not too sure who is on the card. Well
3: No, Damian Wayne,
6: I'll be there. Just what?
3: Just by those names, man. That's some talent, brother.
6: No, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Hamrick, but I mean, Hamrick is. Hammer's awesome.
3: Top, top notch, brother. And he, he is. Really I've nice. I've
6: wrestled him a few times, but I've had a TLC match with Hammer. Hammer that was just out of this world. It's mm-hmm. freaking awesome. Hammer's top notch. You're right.
3: Yeah, he's still doing it too and
6: Yeah, you know, he's still amazing. doing it hard, man He still goes 100% every time he steps through the ropes It's
3: amazing, you know, He he's like going, getting up there He's like 40-something He's mm-hmm. got the body of a 25-year-old And,
6: mm-hmm. you know,
3: and you, if going. you catch him on the right
6: date, man The right promoter, they're still booking Southern Comfort together You know, so there'll still there be him go. and Tracy Smothers working together There you go But uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that But uh, how are things going out there, man?
3: Quiet, actually. Quiet, quiet very quiet. Um, there was a show out here last night that I missed uh, due to a family engagement, and the the one of the main events was uh, Jason Stiles, who's the cha- one of the champions out here, defending against Curry Man. Right. I missed. I missed fucking Curry Man.
6: Oh man. <laughs> I
3: didn't know he was booked, and
6: they didn't he, advertise I,
3: him. I, I honestly, I. Not not that I know of, but I didn't check the advertisement for a couple weeks, so I've been a little out of the loop. And when my wife comes home and I tell her that Curry Man was at the show last night, she's going to kick me because she loves Daniels and she loves Curry Man. He's nice. her favorite worker. <clears throat> so, yeah, I missed Curry Man. I missed uh, Michael Modest against Puma. Oh, man. I
6: bet mm-hmm. you that was good, too. I bet there you that was good, go.
3: too. <clears throat> so, uh,. Have you been um following any of the any of the, uh recent product at all for uh, WWE?
6: Not at all. I never watch it. Um I I hear this and that and uh sometimes some of the boys will get together and you know they do the pay-per-views and every once in a while I'll uh, sit in on one of those, but I rarely ever watch it, man. I can't stand it. Yeah, I can't I can't, I, I could watch it. I could watch it this upcoming Monday and it'll be the same thing that was on the show 2 years ago on Monday. <laughs> Different workers. I, I don't know. I can't. I really can't stand. I can't stand TNA. I'm um, gung ho for Ring of Honor, man. Um, um, you know, I've got a crap load of DVDs. I love Ring of Honor, you know, 100, percent and I wish I was healthy because I'd be traveling to the shows every chance I could get. But uh, yeah, I can't. I can't stand Vince. I can't stand the product that he puts out there. It's killing wrestling.
3: Well, I Tivo everything, and just to watch the Michaels Jericho storyline. Other right. than that. You know, I, I don't I can care less. Or that or if Evan Bourne, Matt Seidel's working, then Yeah. Yeah. You
6: know, he's
3: he's the exception to the rule for me. He's just a,
6: a know, and, and I
3: knew he was gonna be big. Knew he was yeah. gonna blow up. He's just the
6: guy's anti gravity, how can he not? <laughs> you know?
3: Yeah, no shit.
6: <laughs> he jumps no. in the air and it takes him fifteen seconds to come down.
3: <laughs> Probably the the best shooting star press in the business.
6: Easy. Yeah, definitely.
3: But yeah, that and the the Jericho Michael stuff is just you know that's a throwback to you know the old days, man. For me, mm-hmm. you know that's just a heavy, heavy angle. And you know since they they put the strap on Jericho, they're doing a ladder match at the next pay per view. So the oh, they really? Extends things. Yeah, it's gonna extend it. Um, I see Michaels taking the belt because it's his match. And of course. Then I then I see uh, Michaels keeping the belt, Jericho winning the rumble, and they face off. To finish things at Mania, but that's a year-long storyline. But that's just if I'm looking.
6: But <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll happen that way. I mean, it's not like it's not predictable, man. <laughs>
3: well, I I hope it goes that way. <laughs> you know, if, if well, it does, they, they get my buy, so
6: they've only got a handful of guys that they're keeping on TV every single week, and you know, they can't they can't do much with anybody else, you know. And Jericho and Michaels produce good matches, so I mean, keep yeah, them yeah. together.
3: Exactly, but yeah, um, Ring of Honor—they're—they're taping tonight in Philadelphia. Um, Yeah,
6: yeah. A few of my friends are going up there, man. Actually, just a couple marks are going up. Um, None of the boys or anything. Um, I really wanted to go, but I just I can't stand going to shows without the possibility of wrestling or actually being involved or something. We're getting paid.
3: (laughs) Stacked. Stacked lineup, brother. It's stacked. Is it really? uh Kensuke Sasaki against Claudio. Oh, which main event anywhere? Uh, mm-hmm. Nakajima, Nakajima against uh, Danielson for the GHC title. Oh, or yeah. the junior belt. Um Pierce challenging uh Albright for the NWA straps. Which
6: yeah, I heard about a that. A
3: title change. I predict a title change. Really? Uh, oh yeah. They, yeah. I hope I hope I hope
6: so too. I miss I miss Pierce's promos.
3: Oh, yeah, that guy's gold. He, man, he should he carry me.
6: the strap just so he could talk about it. <laughs>
3: well, he will. He's gonna carry he's gonna carry the NWA all the way to WGN TV, national T V. So that's what I hear. That uh they have they have national T V. So
6: Well, I hope so man. <laughs> I mean they've been working hard enough at it, they deserve it by now.
3: Yeah, no doubt. Well I, I hope just because they're they knowing Dave Marquez, they will be the true alternative. One second. just uh because okay, of the way they present their product, yeah,
6: I mean, like you said, like you said before, man, I mean, it's a fit an image of what w c w used to be,
3: yeah it, and not necessarily exactly a fit an
6: image, but it's got it's got all the tools, you know, mm-hmm. it's a fresh Wait. new product,
3: plus with Adam doing the booking, and you know he's got a very fertile mind, yes, he does, oh shit, I didn't say that, did I, oops, oh well, sorry, Adam. <laughs> 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 Didn't mean to let the cat out of the bag Jeez Look at me, I'm slipping uh, So you, oh. you've you been hitting the indies You've been hitting the indies on the weekends um, Has yeah. there been any standout matches That, that you've just like, oh shit!
6: You know what, yeah the, the you ever heard of Mike Jackson?
3: Oh, yeah. well, who have not
6: Okay, well I hadn't before I met him I, I've never heard of the man or anything like that And uh, you know down in Charlotte They do the Legends Fan Fest, right? Um, every year. Well, Mike Jackson was, was a part of the show, and uh, th- this 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 year, it was more of an indie show than a legend show, and, uh, you know, it wasn't stacked full of, of legends, you know, so there was a lot of indie guys, uh, a lot of the CWA guys and stuff. Uh, Mike Jackson wrestled uh, a local guy, I can't remember his name, but he wrestled a man, and he stole the show. He had, from, from the first three minutes of the match to the last Minute, I'm telling you, everybody, all there was probably about 600 people in there, on their feet, chanting. This is wrestling. I mean, the guy did suicide dives. He runs up to the top rope. He runs all the way around the top rope, does lucha arm drags. and he's tumbling. He's moving. He's moving around like uh, uh, Shawn Michaels in his prime.
3: I'm on the radio. One
6: um, he moves he's around playing. like Shawn Michaels in his prime, man. It's ridiculous.
3: He's an old man, dude. He he's 60 old years old. He was an old man doing jobs on NWA TV.
6: Yeah. He he he's, he cut this promo afterwards saying how he's 59 years old and he's just blessed to be able to be able to do this and do that and I, I wish I, I wish I had it on tape. As soon as Greg Price gets those DVDs out, man, I'll send you guys a copy of it because it's the most phenomenal thing I've ever seen. And, and I I rarely mark out for people in the ring, but I felt like a three-year-old little kid again. Mike Jackson is the freaking. I even threw him up on my MySpace, man. You know the quote under it says that this guy can steal a show faster than any of us young guys. You know, he really can, man. He was freaking phenomenal.
3: Well, you know, he was a in the days in the '80s. He was um he was a higher tier job guy, where you know he would be like in the second hour of the the NWA TV on TBS. Right. You know, he always had a really good showing. He was a really good bumper, Um, and he's still the Alabama Junior Heavyweight Champion. Is he? Yeah, yeah, he is. I, I don't
6: I don't I don't know anything about that territory or any of the guys that work in it or anything.
3: No, no, it's a it it was an old belt from from back in the Southeast days, but he he owns the belt and he still brings it.
6: Oh, oh, okay.
3: <laughs>
6: I got you. Um, yeah, he's phenomenal, man. I was so impressed. I was so impressed. Unfortunately, they did they did wrestling shows Saturday night and Sunday night, and unfortunately, uh the match he had on Sunday night he was working a kid who just wasn't as good as he needed to be to put the guy over the way he needed to be. But, you know, that Saturday night match, man, nobody could follow it. You know, you had Sean Denny versus Damian Wayne on there um, two matches after that, and it's one of the first times I've ever sat in a crowd of a, a good number of people. You know how you're at a bar or a restaurant and all you hear is chitter-chatter?
1: Mm-hmm.
6: And that's That's what it sounded like. You know, there, there was no heat for anything after Mike Jackson. You know, the guy stole the show, and the people didn't even need to see anything after him. And he was the freaking third match. Completely amazing. stole the show, man. It was, it was. It was phenomenal. You guys got to see that.
3: He's still working a rather regular schedule, too. Which is Yeah, amazing.
6: yeah. He he works just as hard as any indie, indie guy. He said he'll come anywhere, you know. He'll drive up to seven or eight hours, and anything after that, you have to fly him in. I would so love to work with that guy, doing. man. Yeah. Yeah. It's,
3: it's amazing. Fifty nine.
6: Fifty nine years old. Fifty nine years in, old, man.
3: Outputting in all that time, all that hard work, and then you look at the goofs that are on TV now. It, yep. It's, it's amazing.
6: Yep. And he's been doing it his whole life. His whole and has never reached the top, and is still doing it, and still loves it, and still, you know, still has it in his heart. It's, it's just amazing man And then just to, just to have his work back up His attitude was just uh, Phenomenal man It's one of, the, one of the best things I've seen all year Probably probably in more than a year
3: You know I, as far as you're saying Not making it to the top I think he did make it to the top He's able to walk up to someone Introduce himself Hi my name is Mike Jackson And I am a professional wrestler That's yeah. his trade So he's made it You know as uh, because they're, they're different people have different definitions of making it. Um, obviously, his was to make a living.
2: Right,
6: you
3: and know, that's and, what and,
6: most people should be. Yeah, there you go. You know, you if, if you can't do it full now, time,
3: kids breaking in now. You know, oh, I want to be in WWE. It's like, dude, you're not even in that. You know, point one percent. You know, you mm-hmm. get a look.
6: I don't think Wait, it's point one. It's like point zero zero one.
3: <laughs> You'd just be happy to to work. Yeah, you know, But yeah, Mike is just a, a, an amazing talent, and he's done it all over the Yeah, you know, and either doing jobs on TV or you know working indie shots, and so other than Mike Jackson, has anybody you know really just really stood out? You know, other than your clique of guys, of course.
6: Nobody, nobody that can compare to Mike Jackson. <laughs> I mean, nothing, nothing even touches that, man. Um, not even the stuff I see on TV. Nothing even comes close to it. Because it was just, you know, it's a 60-year-old man. And, you know, he's working, he's working better than I can freaking work. Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, No, I would really say the only thing that really sticks out, because it takes a lot for me to think about something twice. And that that's really just about it, man. Mike Jackson, he's the most over guy I know right now. <laughs> I love that guy. It's
3: amazing. It's amazing. And you know, and it's been so long since he's been on TV.
6: Yeah. And it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. He he, he could go up top and and have a five star match with you know, Stryker. Easy. I know he could.
3: <laughs> I'd love to see him and Hamrick go. That would be fun. Oh
6: man. Yeah, that would actually be really good.
3: Imagine him bumping around for for Hamrick's offense.
6: I could see Hammerick bumping <clears throat> for him.
3: Yeah, there you go. It, you know, it's it's amazing that Hammerick hasn't gotten the love that he deserves. You know, I mean I think
6: I think a portion of it might be politics, man, cuz it's definitely not his work. The man's name is out there. People know who he is and you know, I, I know that he's done spots um, up top, and he got shot on for for you know the stuff that he wears and this and that, and you know I think I think that uh he, maybe he just doesn't play politics that well,
1: mm-hmm.
6: you know, 'cause because his work rate's right there, his work is there. He's got a mind for the business. He, I mean he he should be, you know, he fit in the W or ECW. It's just a damn shame that it folded, mm-hmm. you know, because he was he was made for ECW. Him and Tracy Smothers were so over.
3: Oh yeah, oh they're they're a really good team too.
6: Yeah, they're phenomenal, yeah. man. <clears throat>
3: yeah. Have you heard any uh, rumblings about the IW Mid South Ted Petty this year? No, nothing. Mm. One of the first round matches: um, Squire David Taylor against yeah. Tracy Smothers. Oh man. Old school. When old. when was this? Uh, it's coming up in a couple weeks.
6: That's uh, in. Uh, that's in uh, Minnesota, Chicago. right? Chicago. Chicago, that's right. Yeah.
3: Yeah, they've got another stack tournament again, so it's it's going to be fun stuff. Uh, when when I heard that first round match, I was like, "Ooh, yes, okay." It's
6: going to be a good match.
3: Oh yeah, solid, no doubt, <clears throat> no doubt. But uh, I'm I'm really surprised as far as uh, Hammer not venturing out more.
6: Well I mean I think he then didn't he just work the U P Because I know UPW ran a show, didn't he wrestle that?
3: I think he may have. I
6: think he may have. I think he's still out there with the with the feds that he was working for. I mean you just don't see him in TNA or or WWE or, or Ring of Honor. I think he'd be good at Ring of Honor too. Yeah, I
1: actually. think
6: he so too. I, I'd, actually he'd be really good. I bet you him and him Hero. and almost anybody would have
3: Him and Hero the, would tear it up, I think.
6: Oh man. They would be a good team.
3: Yeah, yes, they would. That would be a phenomenal team.
6: Yeah, that would be a really good team.
3: Get the the technical guy in the flyer, the whole yeah. Mega express type dynamic.
6: Yeah, that would be really good. Um, Casey, I hate to cut you short, man, but i got to run.
3: Awesome, brother. Um, if people want to contact you, how could they?
6: MySpace front slash Chris Escobar, bro.
3: Boom. Thanks for coming on, Chris. Take care of that leg, and we'll be talking to you very soon.
6: All right, brother. Appreciate it.
3: Awesome. Thanks, bro. Hey, that was uh, Mid-Atlantic Independent Talent, Chris Escobar. I have on the line now, Bay Area and European ring announcer for New Wave, or New Evolution Wrestling out there in uh, Spain and other places out there. We have Marcus Mack. What's up, brah?
2: What's going on, bro? How you doing, my man?
3: Fine and dandy. Fine and nice, dandy. nice,
2: nice, nice. Your boy you. is you- just enjoying a nice Cold beer and uh, recovering from a hangover,
3: there it as is. predicted. Are you, Are you working? tonight?
2: No, I'm not working tonight.
3: Awesome. Who's and running did tonight? You hear, did you hear about the big time show last night in Newark?
2: Uh, no, I haven't talked to you. I haven't talked to Sparky Ballard yet. I was uh, I was gonna give him a call and see how that went because I know he worked it last night.
3: I shoulda went, man. Jason Styles against Curry, man. Oh man. Yeah, that would
2: have been, a. yeah, I was out, uh, I was at the bar scene last night.
3: <laughs> wow, the Curry Man,
2: yeah, versus, uh, Jason Styles and, uh, in Modest Work, uh, Puma.
3: Puma, yeah. Nice. Well, damn it, I wish I should have gone, but, you know, family commitments and shit, so.
2: I heard that, I heard that.
3: So when are you going back to Europe, brother? What I am doing?
2: leaving on October 22nd.
3: How long is the tour?
2: It's going to be, I think it's a two week tour this time. Wow, two wonderful. weeks or eighteen days, something like that, sixteen days. It's cool. going to be good though. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking really forward to it. Have you to
3: check out the TV? Have you seen their TV at all? Oh yeah,
2: I got a, I got a bunch of the episodes. They've been, uh, they've been drawing pretty good numbers from what I've been hearing out there in uh, Spain on La Sexta. The numbers have been very good. They're impressed with them, and we will be re-signing with them here in the very near future.
3: Tremendous. Congratulations to you and Big Keesh.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you.
3: So uh, who's coming out on tour this time? Who Who are you guys bringing out?
2: You know, I don't know. I know it, um
0: there's going to be another
2: big splash, but you can't let the cat out of the bag yet. I'm just going to let you know there's going to be a big splash. Stay tuned to NWE net or whatever it is out there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> whatever that website is.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, it'll probably be the same crew, you know, because we have, some, we have the stories we got to fulfill with the TV, so probably... Big John Heidenreich, uh, the Big Keesh, Black Pearl, Chris Masters or Mardekski, excuse me, Hoob uh, Ultimo Dragon, Matt Cross, uh, Pac, Jungle Pac, uh, and we got uh, Lizzie Valentine, Anti Social, you know, oh, got cool Sarah Jones. Over. Yeah, they were they were out there with the last tour with us too we got a we got a very good squad I couldn't ask for a better group of people to be around
3: there you go well i I haven't had you on since uh, your your last trip with the warrior uh let us talk about <laughs> it. How dead was the crowd when he came out?
2: oh man um, <laughs> oh, come on,
3: you know man. The he hasn't been on t v so you know they' they're like you know they pop for Chris Masters, but they have no idea who the warrior is.
2: That's the pro- I think that's what the problem was. I think that they just... I think that that audience wasn't the right audience for Ultimate Warrior. I don't think that they knew who he was.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, they see Flamboyant Young recently, you know, on WWE Superstore, Orlando Jordan come out with all the glitz and the glamour and the bitches and the whole shit, you know, and then here comes this guy who, you know... He <laughs> isn't, isn't as uh, jacked up as he used to be He doesn't look as young as he used to be You know what I'm saying And hobbling down at the ring They just had no idea who he was mm-hmm. You know The match wasn't the greatest But Wow That is what it is
3: Warriors I wasn't paying had, like, too much what,
2: attention one, to the match
3: Warriors had like one good match And that <laughs> was with Hogan I thought the best
2: one he had was with Savage That was the <laughs> That was probably the best one I ever saw him have. He had a good one with Hogan, but that's about it. You know, he takes a lot to make that guy.
3: Yeah, and then some. So uh, let's let's talk about the uh, the world superstar, Orlando Jordan. Is that motherfucker over or what?
2: <laughs> oh man, well all I can say about OJ is
3: he he truly
2: is a main event player, man. You know what I'm saying? I can't I can't discredit the guy at all. You know he is the package- the total package when it comes to being a main event heel wrestler. if you guys haven't gotten the chance out there to see what Orlando Jordan is like now compared to his w w e stint, check it out man this guy is a totally different character i mean he's he's got it going on he's over than over than hell, dude so
3: would would you say that Vince McMahon has an egg on his face?
2: Oh definitely. I think Vince McMahon would uh, would definitely want Orlando Jordan now, especially. I watched Raw the other night, and Jesus Christ! I mean, not to knock Vince, but something needs to be changed up there, bro, because uh, it's getting worse and worse.
3: Well, you you have been the HPK mark forever and a day. Yeah, now, definitely. Let's. let's Let's talk about his programme with Jericho. Is that money or what?
2: You know, I that's pretty much the only thing I've been seeing on the I've been watching Jericho's promos and they've been awesome man. you know, Chris Jericho and his money all day, I think that's the best thing that was like the best thing I've probably done in a while was put the strap back on him. Mm-hmm. And uh I think that Jericho Michaels angle is probably the probably the only thing going on. WWE TV today It's the only thing I know that's going on You know mm. I can't well, tell I've, you What's going I've, on With the rest of the program I've
3: laid out laid out My ideas That their, their next match To pay-per-view Is a ladder match I think Sean's Going to go over Take the strap And hold on to it Jericho win the Rumble And they finish things At Mania Now that That's a good Six month program That that, mm-hmm. that they can go And finish it You know And It makes sense
1: Yeah
2: no, definitely. I don't know, I don't see uh Yeah, yeah, but it's WWE. <laughs> you know what I'm
1: saying?
2: they're not uh they don't wanna give the fan the real wrestling fans what they want to see. You
1: know what I'm saying? So we got
2: indie's I wouldn't I wouldn't uh I would think that that's the perfect way to book things, but I don't see them doing that. I think that we're gonna have to I think we're going to have to see Jericho go over and then, uh, I don't know, what the hell they're going to do. Maybe pull, Jericho a keep a strap out, pull a rabbit out of a hat and fucking uh, paint it purple and then, you know, whatever they do up there.
3: How about Jericho keep the strap and, and Michaels go on to win the Rumble?
2: That would be awesome either way.
3: You know what I'm saying? I think that,
2: that program needs to be extended. Oh yeah. You don't see that in wrestling no more. You don't see longevity angles going on. At least not on the on the WWE.
3: Or TNA, Jesus. Let's not even talk about it. No, I haven't w I have not even watched TNA
2: in months and I don't plan to
3: I haven't watched it <laughs> since the X Cup, so I didn't even
2: see that. I heard good things about it, but I didn't see that. I was in Spain for that.
3: No, I just I can't it's too it's too much of a headache, man. It's it's like watching a fucking ping pong match. Yeah, it's just a fucking headache. And I don't need that. I think, I think Vince Russo works
2: for Instagram, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> He's on
3: the show. You can't though. work me, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, dude. Uh, man. So you you think uh, Vince has got him on the payroll to kill the competition? It wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me. It really wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he did it to WCW. He's doing it to TNA. Yeah but you know everybody loves that JFK conspiracy theory so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good so who's been uh who's been breaking out out in Europe i I've, I've heard good things about matt Cross and his new gimmick and uh
2: jungle park jungle park you been... Pie. yeah park you know park from the uk he, he does the what's the jungle park gimmick and this guy all he has to do is whew, and you hear 10,000 people, 17,000 people, 8,000 people, no matter how many people there are that night,
1: who,
2: who, who, they get behind him like Snuffin' Man. That kid's over. He can work. I'm looking forward to seeing what that kid does here in the future.
3: How's Big Keish? How does this help Big,
2: Big Keish will always be over. I think he is one of the most marketable pieces of talent to ever Enter the, the wrestling business
3: Nobody Doesn't like watching them. Doesn't like watching that guy perform
2: You know what I'm saying He's got the pedigree,
3: that... he's got the pedigree. You know he learned the business at a very young age um, mm-hmm. You know as far as advice He's got so many people he can ask You know it's You know he's in with the family So You know plus you know he's a class act You know he doesn't do people wrong And you know I've rarely heard anybody say a bad thing about him So <clears throat> Which is uh, kind of surprising in the business.
2: I've met a lot of people in the wrestling business over the years, you know what I'm saying? And uh, definitely the coolest person I've ever, I've ever worked with or ever known to be a part of the business. That's the Shi. Hands no. down.
3: Tremendous. Yeah, I, I had Steve Rosano on the show in the first segment, and you know that brought oh, yeah. back memories. And you know he he's in a wheelchair, and he just had a back surgery again. You know, he oh, was man, that's
2: too bad. Yeah, Rosano. We used to go out and watch him all the time
3: back in the days. Yeah, he was a really good heel.
4: Really oh, good. yeah, definitely. He had
3: that X-Pac type heat, you know, where people <laughs> just look at him and, you know, and they they just look at him and, and they're like, okay, we don't like this guy.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, he was... He, was really he sucks, well. soft dick.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: you know, I'm I'm trying to get a hold of Ron Head. I want to get that guy on the show. Ron Head. I wonder what
2: that guy's been up to. Last I heard, he went to didn't he go on oh, east? Or something, yeah, Louisville. He
3: went to Louisville with Cornette, yeah. But um, yeah, I'd like to have him on, or maybe J R Benson. You know, J R put out a book. That was That's like a, what I've heard. Raunchy.
2: I'd like to read that book, Jay. Is it raunchy?
3: Yeah, it's really bad.
2: <laughs>
3: Jerry Benson.net. <laughs>
0: Jerry Benson.net, right. I
3: think it is. So. Yeah, yeah, I need was, to... Uh, ooh. You want dirt, brother? <laughs>
2: You'll get <laughs> dirt. I bet, man. That guy's... Uh, he was a crazy son of a bitch.
3: So, uh, do you have any dates coming up? Are you working anything before you leave, or are you just taking it easy?
2: Um, October 4th, Jim Moore's APW, I will be there, definitely. Cool. And um, that's basically the only booking I'm taking before Spain. If anybody wants to book me, you can get at me at myspace.com slash Marcus Mac. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice but that's, that's, the only,
3: uh,
2: that's the only booking I'm taking. they got a really good... Uh, Storyline building right now, they got the Gauntlet to the Gold, and What's it's going to feature, okay, Gauntlet for the gold is going to feature 20 of the top talents from across Northern California. The politics are gone in APW, there is no more, uh, you know what I'm saying, bullshit going on, and it's an open playing ground for anybody out there. You know, if you got talent, APW will fuck with you, you know what I'm saying? And 20 of the top wrestlers in Northern California will compete in Gauntlet to the Gold. Start off with two men. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the 10-minute li- ten time limit per round, and it's just going to be a Gauntlet. You know what I'm saying? Until it's done, and then the winner will face whoever the champion is at Halloween Hell. So there it's going to be a it's going to be a good one. And then in the main event, we'll see. In a battle to find out who NorCal's finest is, APW Universal heavyweight champion, old school Oliver John, goes one-on-one with rock legend scum Adam Thornstow. So if you're anywhere anywhere near Northern California, if you're anywhere near Hayward, I would definitely suggest you be at that show. Because there ain't going to be nothing else in town that can fuck with it at all.
3: There it is. There it is. Once again, myspace.com backslash Marcus Mac. Brother, thanks for coming on. Um Thank you very Europe. much. Europe. Have fun, brother.
2: Oh, you know it.
3: Awesome. I wish I could make the make the trip with you, man. It'd be fucking <laughs> tremendous if I could. But you know, take take the wife out to Spain, that would fucking rule. But uh, sure. Yes, yeah, give give the boys big props and, and love from uh, from the show. Have a very safe tour, brother.
1: Thank you very much.
3: Alright, take care. Okay, that was Bay Area ring announcer Marcus Mack, and I have a caller from the 201, whom i speaking with, caller. Hey, a caller from the 201. Uh, actually, uh, I bought this phone when I was up there in Jersey.
7: Uh, I was up there visiting my parents. It was Tony F. And Myers.
3: Tony, my third <laughs> job guy from Memphis. How you doing, brother? Welcome to the show.
7: It's wonderful, man. It's nice to know that after everything that's been done, you know everything that's done, everything that's been, everything that's everywhere, and you know, all that stuff, still known as that Memphis job guy, Tony Myers.
3: <laughs> I like yeah, that. Yeah, you gotta so. gotta thank Jerry Lawler. You know, he put you on TV. And <clears throat> yes, all I do. We're, you know, we're gonna start from the beginning, brother. How'd you break in? <sighs> wow. Um wow.
7: It, it, you know one of those things where it's not just like, you know, a, an open yes or no question, that kind of thing. And it's, there's so much detailing, but, um, a guy by the name of John O'Rezzi up in New York, he had, uh, he had a radio show, or not, actually not John Arezzi, he's Joey McDonald, the fan, WSAN, was on at like 3.30 in the morning, and, um, I was about 15 years old at the time, and, uh, I kept hearing about these John Rezzi conventions. So I went there and I saw some of the guys that were like sitting at the tables. And I'm like, half of these guys that are like, around well, my age. And, you know, what makes them any like more special than me? And one thing led to another. And there was all kinds of wrestling schools I found out about. So, so I went down there to check out like Larry Sharp's wrestling school. Went down there to check out Mike Sharp's wrestling school. That was in like Brick Township, New Jersey. Gino Caruso's wrestling school. That was in like Lake Hiawatha. And, um, crashed the Terminator, eventually started, like, a wrestling school, you know, Bill DeMott, that was, uh, actually in Lodi, New Jersey, so I was like, oh, you know, and, and I just kind of took a stab at all of them, you know, uh, and, uh, first place I actually went to was Gino Caruso's wrestling school, and then from there, you know, it was, like, days that I couldn't train there, Iron Mike Sharp's wrestling school, couldn't go there, Monster Factory, so kind of one of those one things led to another things.
3: So uh, how did you end up in Memphis?
7: Um, well, sticking my head around everywhere that I could, trying to find out about wrestling anywhere I could, um, Eastern Championship Wrestling, and also, you know, I was going to Dennis Carluzzo's shows, trying to do anything, get booked. Met Lawler there, Eddie Gilbert, Terry Funk, And uh, by the time Eddie Gilbert came back to ECW out of Philly, before it was extreme, I kept making up Eddie, all these, like, you know, compilation tapes, VHS tapes at the time, and um, Eddie just took a real liking to me. I mean, he just saw my, like, passion and love for the business. So he's like, hey, kid, you know, I ever get anything to do with Memphis again, he's like, you know, I'll send for you. And sure enough, um, first time I went down to Memphis was, like, October... September, October, 1993, and uh, came down here, and I saw for what it was, and I, like, fell in love with it, which, I mean, I was a huge Memphis mark to begin with, so, and then I made the full-time move in 1994, when I got my associate's degree up in Jersey, um, that's another long, drawn-out story, talking about my schooling, but, so I wound up coming down here June 1st, 1994, uh, I wound up coming down here full-time to live, and, uh, it was just one of those things, man, where, uh, pretty much just broke my ass, get in where, wherever you could fit in, and, um, Randy Hells was booking at the time, and Randy didn't take a liking to me, really, but, um, Eddie had been fired as the booker, and he quit, and it's just a big mess right there, but, uh. Randy Lawler, you know, they kept me around because I was pretty much, I was just a guy that came from Jersey that, you know, was willing to do, willing to do it for next to nothing. Talking about a haul in the ring, job guy, you name it.
3: So when, when you would work the TVs, um, who, who were your favorite guys to work with?
7: Um, we got, you know, like, um, one of my favorites of all time was, like, Road Dogg, and the um, reason for that is because he let me do a bunch of stuff. He's like, I think it's bullshit that these people don't really use you in a bigger capacity. He's like, you know, you're a larger guy. You could do all the moonsaults and all that shit. He's like, it's just, they're not pushing you to the next level, and he's like, you know, he's like, I've seen what you could do on some of the smaller, like, out-of-town shows. And he's like, you know, but you just don't have the right, you know, kind of build to, even though you got size. And uh, he just felt, you know, and I felt, and I still look back to the matches to this day, and I still think we had some great matches. Um, Most of the other guys, you know, like Brian Christopher would allow me to do all kinds of crazy high spots and stuff like that. And even Brian himself would say, you know, stuff that you do is good, but work on this, 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 and this. And, you know, at the time I was only 20, 21 years old. So, I mean, I was only going to get better as time went on. But um, top of the list, yeah, I'd have to say, like, hey, Road dog Jamie Dundee, uh, Brian Christopher, Lawler would let me get a lot of heat as a job guy, so.
3: Well, you, you mentioned Jamie Dundee. Have you ever made a road trip with Jamie? And if you have, give me a road story. Too many.
7: Holy shit! <laughs> Wait, am I allowed to curse? Oh yeah. I just it just dawned on me. Oh yeah, I am. Sure. I am allowed to. All right, cool. Yes, sir. Um, there was a time that me and downtown Bruno were in a rental car and we seen Jamie and Wolfie, or no, we seen Jamie and uh, Road Dog. They were. Uh, you know, we just, like, caught up to him because, you know, Bruno's in a rental car. We're doing, like, 95 miles an hour down, like, I-40. Bruno goes, hey, man, you got a cigarette? And I went to say, I was like, hey, Bruno, I got it. He's like, just shut up, man. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, Road Dog had gotten the cars close enough together. Both of us, both cars were going, like, 95 miles an hour down, 40. Road dog's drunk. Bruno's got a few beers in him. Me, too passed him a cigarette, going out the car at like 95 miles an hour. Never saw nothing like it. But as soon as Bruno gets a cigarette, he lights it up. He's like, thanks guys. And he tries even faster. He probably got up to about 115. The rental car didn't have a governor on it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just, just silly stuff like that. Um, that or, you know, we'd stop at a diner. You know how they have like, you know, those uh, cupcake gimmicks. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Uh-huh.
7: Like, when you go to leave the uh, when you go to leave the diner, mm-hmm. they'd have like those free cupcake things sitting there. Yep. Well, it's like you know, me and Jamie make a point to like catch up to Brian Christopher's like truck and throw them whip like cupcakes at his uh at this SUV, this truck that Brian used to drive. So.
3: <laughs> now, now Jamie is Jamie as wild as he's come off in his shoot interviews? Even wilder.
7: He'll say or do anything. I mean, he doesn't care if you're, you know, he doesn't care if you're the size of uh, Woody Allen or King Kong. If he don't like it, if you get under his skin, he'll tell you to go fuck your mother. You don't care. <laughs> he's he's even crazier. He's even wilder, actually. Actually, he's he's toned down a little bit in age, but you could tell from the shoot interviews, there's still, like, a whole lot in him that, uh, I mean, Jamie's nuts. <laughs> but... Yeah. I say that, and I say it in, like, a good way. I was like, you know, Jamie kind of falls into my category. There's a lot of people that don't like Jamie within wrestling, but fucking I love Jamie Dundee. I mean, I'll, th- I'll think back to, like, old stories that, that, you know, Jamie Dundee on the road and that kind of thing, and man, I'll just laugh thinking about some of the shit that we, the bulb of us, used to do.
3: Now, how would you rate Jamie as a worker? I'm sorry? How would you rate Jamie as a worker? As a
7: worker, I guess you could say what, out of ten on that scale, I guess. Yep. I'm gonna honestly give Jamie uh, what an eight and a half, nine, because Jamie's the kind of guy Lawler once told me best. He said um, that guy can have a good match with anybody, and it's true. He could. He's a smaller guy, and no, he didn't work. You know the. the junior heavyweight style or any of that stuff but I mean come on his dad is one guy that you know that that's left his mark in the wrestling industry his dad is one guy that has drawn big money you know with Lawler I mean you compare the sellouts those guys did in that Coliseum that's why like when Bill Dundee would talk I would just sit there mesmerize and hang on every word he said because here's a guy that, that knows his, his craft I mean the guy came from another part of the world and you know came into uh, came into Memphis and drew huge money. And, you know, it, it kind of waters down into Jamie Dundee, where, I mean, Jamie spent so much time with Bill, you know, even in wrestling. Uh, some of Jamie's first matches were against Bill. So, I mean, I'm saying, like, with Jamie, you know, it, a lot of people try to point out, like, the, uh, the lack of etiquette or something like that, you know, in the locker room. Man, I always got a big drip out of the guy. You know? I was just like this guy here is just as honest as honest could be and you know with the push he was receiving in Memphis at the time and the matches that they would have I mean I sat there in Louisville watched him wrestle the Rock and Roll Express and I mean we we had the whole we had the whole thing even even the I'm
3: sorry the street fight on uh, oh my goodness the 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 Legends show oh my god talk about tearing it up man I mean Jesus. And, you know, it still stands the test of time, Tony. You know, it still does. It does.
7: To to me, I Jesus. mean, um, you know, if you took that match and you put it in this day and age, to me it's still mind-boggling. I mean, the crowd was on to everything. I, I just don't, you know, looking back at, like, business-wise, I don't think the duo was as over in Memphis as they were in, like, Louisville, Nashville. Uh, I'll never forget, like, with Jamie and Wolfie. I was I was just, I mean... They sold out, you know, Nashville, the fairgrounds, on top of, like, Doug Gilbert and Tommy Rich. And it didn't take till like, 12 weeks later before anybody realized that that's what was selling out the crowds each and every night. Now, Memphis,
3: Memphis was always a different story. Memphis tough, tough, tough. Yeah, it was uh, on its own as opposed to, you know, everything else in the loop there. Um, let's, oh, yeah. let's talk about Lawler. Uh, how was Lawler to work for, you know, as a boss? you know, you know, was he, was he receptive to ideas and, you know, stuff like that?
7: I thought he was very, because, I mean, when you start taking ideas that I'm coming up with, I mean, you're not really grasping at straws, you're just taking a young guy that has loved and loved in being part of the business, and you're taking a guy like that, and you are, um, you're taking in some of his ideas, Brian Christopher, too, was very open to some of the stuff I came up with, some of it was, you know, complete horseshit, and, terrible but um and you know they, they always try to say that Jerry Jarrett was the brains of the operation between Jarrett and Lawler I I kind of disagree with some of that I mean Jerry did come up with ideas his booking's bizarre he's a big you know sci-fi mark so I mean you're going to get that no matter what with Jerry but um I'd say overall you know as a boss I mean hell uh Look at the local stuff I do now with this sex and violence thing. It, it's just got to be that way. It's, it's my way or the fucking I way, you know. Uh, it's like Jerry was forced to be a prick to some of the boys. I mean, a case in point, you know, one night I'm, I'm wrestling. I'm down at one of the casinos, and and outside we hear this big crash. And what it was was it was like Bill Dundee, Road Dog. Tommy Rich, of all people, uh, Jamie Dundee, they were playing hacky sack and got the thing stuck up in one of the rafters up there in the casino. It was like a – things like at least, I don't know, like 20 feet in the air, of all people that they could send up there to climb up there and get it was Dundee. These guys had stacked like two tables, a couple of chairs, and the whole contraption that they had built for Dundee to get the hacky sack Because Dundee's the one that got caught up in the rafters. The whole thing comes crashing now. You just see Lawler just drop what he's doing in the middle of, of what he was doing with me. He was, like, chewing me out anyway for something that I didn't get for the ring, something. Anyway, you see Lawler come back in the room, and he's just steaming. He's just pissed off. And it's like those things like that that, you know, as a boss, he had to deal with. And then he was like an active performer, too, on top of it. So, I mean, there's just... There's so much aggravation that that guy had to put up with. And, and then, you know, on top of it, he still had the WWE contract. So, I mean, say overall as a boss, I mean, he was very, very fair. I've seen him give people opportunities that, you know, the last thing they did was deserve them. I think he was more than fair. I mean, I I can't have any regret toward Lawler. I mean, Jesus, the guy put me on TV for how many weeks? No matter if I was putting people over or whatever, I mean, uh, I mean, for a guy that broke into business as a a mark, I mean, sweet Christ, how can you resent any of that? (laughs) Yeah, good
3: point. Very good point. So, oh, not only that,
7: I mean, I got to point out on top of it, when downtown Bruno got into the WWE, you know, back there full-time as a referee, they tried a couple other job guys, and then Lawler just comes to me out of the blue and goes, hey, if you had a truck, man, you'd be holding that ring. You'd have a full-time job here once again. Because, I mean, they'd stick me on a loop for a couple weeks, and, you know, just to have something new. But, um, yeah, he gave me that opportunity, too. and That was a three-year stretch of me being out with them, you know, every, every week, you know, all in the ring.
3: So did you ever uh, get any looks or, or talks from New York?
7: Well, when downtown Bruno needed um, – because he, in 96, 97 – And, uh, like, right around 95, I noticed, um, like, when Mike Sharp would bring us up there to, you know, for the job guys in the WWF at the time, Mm -hmm. Sharp would just group together, like, you know, 12 of us. And at the time, it was, like, me, Mike Moraldo. It was, like, us, Mike Terrace, a guy by the name of Bobby Who. You know, um, and he would just group, like, 12 of us together. Well, demographically is how they broke it down. So, Bruno would come to... Memphis and be like, all right, they need two black guys, four white guys, and if we have, like, a Hispanic guy down here. So, I mean, you know, Bruno's like, he got the size, no problems. He's like, just work on, you know, your timing on your bumps. And, um, you know, he'd bring me up there and, and that kind of thing, but uh, there was no, like, serious talk other than the agents coming to him and saying, hey, that kid had a good match with, uh, with Sid, or, hey, that kid had a pretty good match with with Austin or Triple H or whatever you know so but there was no like serious talks of hey well let's give him a little shove I mean that didn't come till later in Memphis itself so
3: <clears throat> so what are you up to now what, what's going on in, in Memphis
7: nah, as far as me with the wrestling or as far as me with my own me on my own with my own
3: <laughs> your company well
7: about I had a four year run uh between two clubs. Uh you know, me, good buddy of mine, I mean it was his lock, stock and barrel. We just kinda became the sole survivors of sticking around. And um lo and behold it was like people from the club started coming up to me one by one and saying, Hey, if you could do some of the deathmatch stuff that we've seen you do 'cause I mean there I mean there was you know, dis circulating from when I went over and I did a little bit of deathmatch wrestling in Japan. And, um, of course, it was a gothic-themed nightclub. So, I mean, with all the blood and everything and all the bizarre shit that we were doing in deathmatches, and we're like, we could do it. And this chick came to me, and she goes, I got an idea. And we all put our heads together, and we were like, we could call it sex and violence. We'll have the chicks out there, you know, in Jello and just beating the shit out of each other with fluorescent light tubes, and then the guys will, you know, take the ultra-violent stuff and bring it to a new level. And at first I thought, well, that's a pain in the ass, because then i got to hunt down a ring, which I mean, I own a ring. But um, the real pain in the ass of it was, what will make us different than any other independent wrestling organization and, and what we want to do and what we envision as a product? What will increase the violence? We're like, well, one, if you don't use a ring, this way, you know, um, you're not just another independent wrestling organization out there. And So we all pretty much stuck our heads together and lo and behold we couldn't hold it at this place called the Liquid Lounge or this other place called Full Moon Club because you know, it's just they weren't the type of establishments. They had carpets and nice stuff. So we went to a dive bar that was across the street that has now since been shut down. Two of those two of the clubs have been shut down since. The Rally Point, first place that we went, we ran and I mean, if you check out, you know, the second D V D you know, we had sold it out. You couldn't cram another ass in the place. You know, a fire marshal came in there and told us, hey, no more people. So, um, you know, with the nightclub tied in, you know, we were able to easily get people in the building. It was just getting them hooked on the product that we were like, eh, so what, we went in there and we gave them the best that we had. And uh, I mean, it's, it's weird with the DVDs that go around. There, There is a good deal of a core following of it, so cult following is more like it.
3: Awesome. So um if people want to get some information on, on you and your company, uh how would they go about doing that, Tony? The
7: easiest way would be um, MySpace, Hysteria Entertainment. And um well if not that, you know, you could always go to my MySpace. It's uh the Tony Myers backslash the Tony Myers. Apparently I had a friend that tried to build me the <laughs> build me a little site there for a minute, and uh <laughs> I didn't like what she was doing with it, <laughs> and a lot of the old pictures she put up were just terrible, so I was like, I, I could do this myself once I saw how it goes so I mean but that's the easiest way to take a look at it and there's all kinds of YouTube videos and there's all kinds of video clips and all that stuff um about two weeks ago, I just got a brand new one put up of Memphis of uh it's like 10 years looking back of me doing all kinds of stuff in Memphis, everything from Channel Channel 5 to um, just throughout the years, you know, when um, it went to cable access before they got on Channel 30. Everything, that's everything pretty much. And it's just a music video that just covers uh, a whole lot. But uh, you could always find those, I mean, if you put Tony Myers into a search engine on YouTube. There you have it.
3: Tremendous. Tremendous. Well, Mr. Myers, thanks for coming on um, at such short, short notice. Uh, it was it was fun touching base. We'll have to have you on again very soon. Um, I'd like to really delve into the uh, Memphis stuff, but uh, we are running low on time. So, uh, Yikes. thanks for coming on, brother. Well, uh, it's we'll it's, only, it's almost like
7: next? you had everybody else, but it's like, all right, well, we got time to kill. Let's just throw Tony. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, I, I I've had a bunch of different people on today, and um, I just felt like doing an afternoon show for some reason. Um, yeah,
7: yeah. You know me, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I still, after all this time, I still love and i am passionate about the business. I mean, it's just the way that it is. Um, it's almost like you can understand for anybody that hasn't ever been a drug addict. It's almost like you can understand or relate to those people because, I mean, uh, when it gets in your blood, it's in your blood and that's it. You know? Uh, that's
3: a That's a pretty good way to put it. That's a very... Uh, it's just experience.
7: the way that I kind of analyze it sometimes. It, it is very addicting, and, you know, at times i got to kind of pull myself back, you know. So, you know, uh... It, it's like there's no area of gray with me, and, you know, I'll just go to extremes. And, I mean, with the deathmatch stuff, nobody ever saw that coming, because I've always done the more traditional stuff, you know. And through all the retarded and weird gimmicks that Memphis has always given me, I mean, I've always... Uh, you know, it's it's the last thing that I think anybody ever thought would come back out of me, but eh, well, the day it stops being fun is the day I don't do it no more. So.
3: It's good to see that you're you're getting some use out of those Big Japan DVDs, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> those to too,
7: huh? <laughs> well, it, it's like that and sitting back there with Pondo, you know, on the last show. It's like, God, man, why do we still do this? Why do we still love this? It's just like, eh, because we do, and hell, let's go out there and have fun, you know? Tremendous.
3: Awesome. Well, it's good having you on, on again, Tony. Um, like I said, we'll have to have you on again down the road. Well, um myspace.com backslash the Tony Myers.
7: Yeah, these sounds so much more defining than dot. So I like to say Tony Myers. And if not, you know, go to uh, go to the one for sex and violence. That's hysteria entertainment. MySpace dot com backslash hysteria entertainment you'll see all kinds of videos and all kinds of weird shit and crazy shit and brutal shit and bloody shit that we all do uh, the barbed wire cross that was a really stupid idea but it sticks out in people's mind you know they go to my MySpace page they go is that really you hanging
3: from barbed wire cross I go yeah I was there <laughs> tremendous all right brother well I will be talking to you soon and thanks for calling in. All right, take good care. Zombic. All right. All right, that was uh, the Tony Myers. Wow, we survived another show, guys. Oh, wow. Let's throw out some plugs. WrestleWarehouse.com. Um, check out their shoot interviews with Michael Modis and Ballard Brothers. Uh, good stuff there. Um, also, SoCalProWrestling.com. Um, Arguably the hottest independent in California, uh, at least Southern California. They've been tearing it up all year with uh, uh, Adam Pierce. Pierce has been tearing it up. And good luck tonight, Adam, in Philadelphia against uh, Brent Albright. Hopefully, you bring home the gold. Uh, let's see, Myspace.com backslash RubberGuard Radio. Hit us up. Uh, you want to be on the show or uh, whatnot? Be a guest. Hit me up. Also, you can get our show archives. The first half of our archives are at rubberguardradio.com. The other half of our archives are blogtalkradio.com backslash rubberguardradio. Um, That should do
5: it. I will talk to you guys on Thursday.